podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Hi and welcome to Cricket Daily, your daily power play of cricket news and views in under 15 minutes. I'm here with Barrett Sanderace and I'm Paul Dennett. And we've got a lot of cricket set to continue. We've got England and New Zealand, the second test starting. West Indies and South Africa, first test starting. The Pakistan Super League is resuming. And Australia and Sri Lanka have made some interesting squad announcements ahead of their upcoming white ball tours. But we'll start today with the continuing situation in England with the historical tweets affair. Ollie Robinson, as you would probably know, has been suspended for at least one test match while he is investigated. But... Wisden have now shown a screen cap of a historical racist tweet from an England player. Owen Morgan and Joss Butler have reportedly had historical tweets discovered. And a deleted Jimmy Anderson tweet from 2010 has also resurfaced. Dom Bess, who's just been recalled to the England squad, and Rory Burns have deactivated their Twitter. And the ECB have issued a statement which which contained the line... Given the concerns which have been raised are clearly now broader than a single case, the ECB board will discuss how we deal with issues over historical social media material in a timely and appropriate manner. Each case will be considered on an individual basis, looking at all the facts. What's your take on all this, Barrett? Oof, I don't think um, there's going to be a winner at the end of um, this poll because uh, uh, there are so many differing views on the, on the issue. I mean, I, for one, thought... Uh, Ollie Robinson being um, suspended for one test match or uh, whatever the duration was, was the right thing to do just because, uh, you know, this kind of thing uh, needs to be culled out. I mean, not just in cricket, but uh, in society. Uh, But even I didn't expect um, it to open this sort of Pandora's box. And you've seen people like Michael Atherton write a really good piece in the Times saying... um, uh, someone like Ollie Robinson needs to be educated, not excluded. Uh, but, uh, the, you know, uh, that was one case. Or so we thought. Now, you know, it, it, we're seeing so many other cases pop up. Dom Best, like you said, has deleted his account. The Jimmy Anderson tweet, which I saw as well. So so where, where do we end? I mean, Crick Info's George Dobell wrote a really good piece where he felt that amnesty is, is the way to go. I mean, how, how, how far back do you want to go? Look, we have to face, I mean, the, the issue here, Paul, is on one hand, uh, we've seen a, a lot of uh, issues regarding racism in English cricket over the last few years, you know, the Yorkshire scandal and all that. Uh, Michael Carberry, former opener, has come out and said, um, the you know, in, the ECB doesn't care about uh, African um, uh, English or, you know, black cricketers in, in the UK, for, for, a better lack, for, for lack of a better word. Uh, and then on the other hand, um, it's it, it's about you expect people to improve. I mean, the Jimmy Anderson who tweeted whatever he tweeted in 2010 is not the same Jimmy Anderson or you would like to believe. Uh, so, I, like I said, it's just going to we, we just uh, 
uh, not even reached the tipping point yet of this issue. And it'll be interesting to see uh, where it goes. Like, I, I thought I was, I had taken a very solid stance a few days ago. Uh, but now I'm not sure. I, I don't think anyone's sure right now. And now that we've talked about Anderson's tweet, I might as well read it out. Um, it was from 2010. And he, he wrote, I saw Brody's new haircut for the first time today. Not sure about it. Thought he looked like a 15-year-old lesbian. Uh, the Michael Carberry one is interesting because he responded to the fact that the UK uh, sports minister, Oliver Dowden, had been critical of the ECB and uh, Boris Johnson, the prime minister, also was critical of the ECB for the suspension um, of, of Ollie Robinson. Carberry's of Barbadian and Guyanese heritage. And he yeah. said, we need to start seeing action. Good on the ECB for suspending Ollie Robinson. I've got some other questions on that. Why was this not picked up on years ago? Why has this guy been allowed to get this far in his career and achieve what he's achieved at the highest level? And specifically with regards to the sports minister, he was pretty um, scathing. He said, Carberry said, he has never been racially abused. He's never been racially discriminated against. So as far as I see it, it's coming from a place of no facts or no reason. Yeah, I mean, I remember interviewing Norman Covins a few uh, months ago, Paul. He was the the, the first uh, black fast bowler to play uh, a test cricket for England. And he said the same thing. I mean, he he was uh, uh, raised in the Middlesex uh, uh, culture. And he said, I've never faced racism within English cricket. But when I hear about these cases, I can relate to them. So the, it, it, it's, it's interesting. I mean, but uh, the fact that uh, Michael Carberry is coming out in support of, uh, uh, you know, victims of uh, or, or targets of uh, these kind of comments... Uh, is laudable. And there's also then the issue of Craig Overton, um, who himself was suspended for a couple of games uh, for not tweeting anything, but for actually telling a, a fellow cricketer of Pakistani origin, uh, you know, if and go back to you, to where you come from. And, you know, he he just got a two-match suspension back then. He has given an interview recently saying that uh, he never said it and uh, you know he does. He has cha- he has moved on, or he has grown up from there as well. Uh, but this talk that he might replace Ollie Robinson, it just adds more intrigue to this uh, rapidly developing story. Certainly does. Moving to another topic, uh, England actually got fined for slow overrates in the first test. Chris Broad, Stuart's dad, the match referee, so no bias <laughs> there, judged that England were two overs behind where they needed to be, and that's a twenty percent fine for each over. So they lose 40% of their match fees. Now, as someone who thinks there should be jail terms for slow over rates, this is a, <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm pleased by this. It's a step in the right direction. Um, the one thing I don't want to have happen, though, is that for captains to feel the need to put lots of filthy off-spin part-timers to, to, to speed things up. If I was the captain, I'd be saying, look at Boomer uh, to my fast bowlers. He's faster than you, and he bowls off about five steps. Do you yeah. really need a 30-meter <laughs> run-up? Um, I'm sure that would get an interesting response. Also, why not find the umpires to get them panicky that they can start to really uh, make things move more quickly when there needs to be. Um, mm. So the England play New Zealand in the next test match starting on Thursday. They do. And uh, in New Zealand... Uh, are, are suffering from a few injuries. Williamson is in doubt with an injured elbow. We did see Mitchell Santner with blood all over his flannels, as they said on commentary. He did seem to have a split webbing. So, um, and he it, it affected his bowling. So, looks like Mitch Santner is out. Uh, uh, and, but Trent Bolt is fit. We saw him uh, lounging around uh, the, uh, Lords the other throughout that test match and him in the nets as well. So, uh, they're just spoiled for options right now, the Black Caps. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if 
Mitchell Santner is replaced with a spinner, just Patel, or they go all in with a pace attack. You ex- ex- expect them to pick a spinner for Ed Baston, uh, and you expect uh, Dom Bess to play, in, I guess, with Jack Leach. Uh, not sure, or they're not being sure about Jack Leach. Yeah, be interesting. I, I think they might pick Leach and they might have Bess in there as, as, as cover, but I also think they probably would have dropped Santner anyway. I mean, they don't seem to have much uh, faith in his abilities as a spinner. He's got a pretty ordinary overall record in red ball cricket, handy white ball player. Speaking of white balls, Australia has added six players to their squad that is going to the West Indies and Bangladesh. Uh, Trevor Hones, the chairman of Selected, said that these additions follow discussions with players selected in the initial preliminary lists for the tours of the West Indies and Bangladesh. So it's kind of clear that, as expected, some of the the players, um, there's been talk of people like David Warner and Pat Cummins dropping out of that squad. So it looks like there will be some uh, some dropouts. The players brought in, Ashton Turner, Cameron Green, Wes Agar, Ben McDermott, Nathan Ellis and Dan Christian. I'm happy with all six of those in there for cricketing reasons, especially Turner and Green. And absolutely, especially Dan Christian. Um, I think he's the sort of player Australian need in the side for the World Cup in order to win the tournament. You can have all the uh, decent players you want, but he can do things that no other players can do. I especially was impressed with him in the last big bash. Strike rate of 183, average 34. One game I remember he got 50 off 16 balls, uh, mm. belting Rashid Khan and, and the Adelaide strikers everywhere. No one else could get the ball off the square. Uh, he wins wherever he goes. And for those who say he's too old, well, he's only 38. We've got two World Cups in the next 17 months. He's certainly athletically fitter than a lot of people now. So if you're building for the future, the future is now. Any team with Dan Christian in it is a happy team, is how I look at it. <laughs> Paul, I'm a big Dan Christian fan as well. Good to hear. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see the who drops out more than who comes in, really, as uh, the time nears for that too couple of other quick Australian updates. Will Pukowski is uh, back running, although he's still a couple of months away from being in the nets. He was going to go to South Africa for the tour that ended up being cancelled and play through the pain and then have an operation. But turns out he was lucky to have the operation on his shoulder earlier because the situation was revealed to be much worse than expected. So hopefully he'll be back for next summer. And Peter Siddle, who has been over there in Essex, has had to return to Australia for personal reasons. Um, indeed. Uh, and, uh, you know, the South, uh, South Africa, West Indies first test starts soon. It, it, it's amazing when you think about the fact that they don't play each other too often uh, anymore. Uh, there's so much international cricket that happens. But then when you look at matchups, you realize some just don't happen very often. South Africa haven't played a test match in the Caribbean for 10 years, I think, uh, if not more. But uh, the West Indies have trimmed down their uh, preliminary squad from 17 to 13. Uh, I'm personally very happy for my good friend Kyron Powell, who's been scoring a lot of runs in domestic cricket. There was a time when it looked like the West Indies had moved on from him, but uh, I guess John Campbell hasn't really taken that position by storm. So Kyron Powell comes back. Uh, we still don't know whether he uh, will immediately slot back to open with his old opening partner from 10 years ago, Craig Brathwaite, or whether it'll be Shea Hope. Uh, there's also the uh, excitement around Jaden Seals, who's 19 years old, and he's played one first-class game. So uh, always exciting to when there's a young West Indian fast bowler on the horizon. The Pakistan Super League starts up again tonight. The horse playing Islamabad United in Dubai. So we've got 16 games left to squeeze in and then four finals. The actual final is due on the 24th of June. Mohamed Hafiz and Fakir Zaman have been in great form for Lahore and for Islamabad, Alex Hales, 
who's been striking 172 in the Pakistan Super League so far, will be continuing his bid to force his way back into the England white ball setup. Yeah, man. For me, so far, the clip of the PSL is Wasim Akram standing behind the nets and like passing on words of advice to to some of the younger players. Uh, but yeah, the PSL is uh, always an exciting competition. Uh, there will be a lot of Aussies there as well. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing the likes of uh, local boy Callum Ferguson uh, and many others uh, to see how they go. Um, and yeah, I guess the final point in our agenda for today, Paul, is uh, Angelo Matthews has been omitted from the Sri Lankan squad. Um, looks like Sri Lanka are very keen on uh, the future. That's what we're hearing. Uh, others who've been left out from their uh, one... This is their white ball squad anyway. Then with Karuna Ratne is also dropped. Uh, Nuan Pradeep's come back. Uh, it's a name we haven't heard in a while. Uh, fast bowler who uh, has been injury prone for a large part of his career. But uh, there are some names that uh, we're, we're getting used to hearing in their Sri Lankan setup. Like Praveen Jayavikrama had a, made a, a sensational test debut recently. Uh, Chamika Karuna Ratna came from nowhere and played a test match in uh, in Canberra. <laughs> Paul, he was, uh, I think he has represented Sri Lanka uh, at, at the Commonwealth Games in badminton. And there he was uh, taking the new ball against Australia in a test match. Uh, others like Hasaranga and Ochira Fernando and Dashan Chanaka, of course, have become uh, sort of regulars in this team. Uh, but also a big challenge for Kusal Pereira. It's not been uh, the captain for too long. Uh, and Yes, the likes of Kusal Mendes and Danushka Gunatilaka are exciting cricketers. So is Patum Nesanka. Uh, names that you might have struggled to pronounce, uh, Paul, but I've given you a crash course on uh, Sri Lankan uh, player names, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. That's the end of today's show. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of Cricket Daily. Every weekday, we come out at 3 p.m. Sydney time. That's 11 p.m. the night before for those of you listening in Calgary, in Alberta, in Canada. Please subscribe, tell your cricket-loving friends, and we'll speak to you tomorrow. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.